Hello, hello, hello. What a wonderful, magnificent, extraordinary day this is. This is a day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus is real. Do you know that God is real in your life? Well, I'm so thankful and grateful for Mr. John P. Key and the Mass Choir just to give us a little bit about Jesus really being real in our lives. And in the beginning of 2015, it is awesome to be reminded that Jesus is real. All the things that are going on, everything that's happening in the world, Jesus is still real. We must hold on. So what is it about? This is Mr. John P. Key. What do you say? Jesus is what? Yes, we have to know that. We have to stand on that every day. Feeling low? Nowhere to go. He comes along, makes us strong. So if you're weak today, Jesus definitely can help you to be strong. Just a relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I know, know the Lord is real. Yes, he is. Telling the truth. Thank you, Jesus. Is real. I get excited, so if I sing a little bit, I hope it don't crack your ears. Sometimes feeling low. Nowhere to go. He's a friend. Hey. Jesus. Yes. Hallelujah. Feel him. Feel him in our hands. Hey, I know the Lord. Take good care. Jesus. Mm. In my hands. Down in my feet. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm. All right, in the heart, down in our soul, from the top of our head to the tip of our toes. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus is real. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if you really want to join in, just put your hands together. Your Jesus hands together. is really Jesus real to us really today. To God us bless today. you. My God name is Dr. You. Gerald Johnson, and we pastor the Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ. The Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ, located at 1144 Olive Avenue. That's 1144 Olive Avenue in the city of Long Beach, California. We're excited for this opportunity to come before you on today. We're very excited. 
for the help. Amen. From Mr. Cantane. Amen. Mr. Cantane is the founder and CEO of Kissimmee. Kissimmee. K-I-S-I-M-E. Kissimmee. You can see all of Kissimmee's products at Kissimmee, K-I-S-I-M-E dot com. There is a wonderful, wonderful host of products out there. Yes, you can see we have actually we have here the Cordy X and we have the coffee and we have the double espresso coffee. We have the cappuccino coffee and we have other brands of coffee and it's all all wonderful. It's contained cordyceps and anyone who's familiar with health and watching their weight and trying to continually to be fit, praise God, the cordyceps in Kissimmee Coffee and Kissimmee Cordy X and all of the other health products represent a natural, natural, natural energy producing process that will allow your body to help prevent and restore itself. Now, each and every individual is different, of course. So there is no pinpoint exact that it may help you in because everybody's body is different. Their natural DNA is different as well as our spiritual DNA is different. But the coffee, the cordyceps, I'm, I'm sorry, the coffee, amen, the cordy X that contains the cordyceps, praise God, is a way that you can start. Amen. Just add in. And of course, as always, you must consult your doctor to make sure that it's safe for you. So we thank you and we praise God for you. And we're excited about the Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ, where I pastor Belinda, my wife and I, we are excited just to have this opportunity to invite you to any of our worship services. Our Sunday school starts at 930 every Sunday. Our morning worship is at 11 a.m. And we do for the month of July. I'm sorry, for the month of March. I'm too far down the road. Maybe I'm trying to get to that seventh month. Seven is the number of completion. But for the month of March, amen, we're coming back with our Bible study. Amen. We have our four studies being set up and Bible studies every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And we're so thankful and grateful. And another great important part of our day and our week at the Greater Harvest is that every morning at 6 a.m., every morning at 6 a.m., the prayer warriors are gathered for 6 a.m. prayer. And we're so excited about the Greater Harvest Church. We're excited about, praise God, the foundation of the church. We're excited because in 1956, 1956, praise God, Greater Harvest Church uh, became uh, known, amen, throughout the city of, of Long Beach. And we just want to read, amen, the scripture, the founding scripture, which our Lord of which God established the church. Hallelujah. And that's going to come today from Genesis 8 and 22. That's Genesis 8 and 22. Forgive me from looking away, amen. But Genesis 8 and 22 says, While the earth remaineth, while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest and cold and heat and summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. 
Amen. Genesis 8 and 22. And from Genesis 8 and 22, here where we bring, amen, the greater harvest, church of God and Christ. So we have harvest, but then we have the greater harvest, church of God and Christ, in which we are excited about. And we're thanking God that in 1956, a group of people started. Amen. And I thank God that here in 2020, we still have the greater harvest church of God and Christ. We're excited. The rich and extensive history of greater harvest church is just amazing. It is a history of a journey of a church that's yet alive and yet thriving and trying to be relevant in these last and evil days. Relevant in these last and evil days. So when we look at the Greater Harvest Church and some of its historic past, praise God, we have White Rose and then we have Greater Harvest. White Rose is in its 75th year. It's 75th year. And I didn't calculate my math, so, but I believe that Greater Harvest is in its 64th year. And it was White Rose that's pastored now by, help me Holy Ghost, is pastored now by Pastor Glenn Clark and his wife, uh, Lady Mary Clark. They are now the pastors of the White Rose Church. So it was White Rose first, and then there was Greater Harvest. And White Rose, Greater Harvest, and all the other Church of God in Christ that there in Long Beach and some in L.A. literally came out of the White Rose and Greater Harvest Church. So we are excited about our rich, rich heritage. And we're so thankful that God has allowed us. And I'm speaking for Pastor Clark now because we do communicate, allow us to be together. And I thank God that the historic memories and the historic I'm saying historic and then I'm getting ready to use the word history too praise God uh, is there for us and thank God that we're standing on the shoulders of great men and women of God i.e. greater harvests has greater harvest has a spiritual heritage where with prayer has always been the focal point and we're so thankful that we're trying to maintain amen the traditions of the past, i.e. the strong, solid foundation of prayer, amen, coupled with now the new, which there's nothing new under the sun, but being able to allow the Spirit of God to move us to a place where we are relevant in our community. So we have things uh, in place that we are believing God for, amen, and praying with us, we're looking for things to happen so that we can be relevant in the community. How many remember and how many know and how many understand that it is the church, the church, amen, that had the answers for the community. It's the church, amen, where the community went and looked and it was a church, amen, that fueled the community. And even though the community around 1144 Olive and those, uh, three to 11 miles or three to five mile radius around there, even though the community demographics have changed, amen. But 
God's word does not change. God's word still provides healing for the community, healing for the souls. So we're just asking you to pray with us as we continue to move forward, believing God, he's moving us to a place, hallelujah, where the greater harvest church of God in Christ will yet be relevant in the community. And that brings me to you. You come and visit us. And what I usually say is come and visit us at least three times. And if you don't hear God, you don't see God, God doesn't touch you, then continue to move on. But if you see God, hear God, not only in your ears, but hear God in your heart, amen. Allow yourself to be moved to come and be a part of our great church. And now you step on that solid foundation. And now you actually become a part of a great, great spiritual heritage. And in that process, God going to meet us there. God is going to yet help us. And with that being said, we're going to move into the word of God. Again, we're thankful for Mr. Cantane and kissame.com. That's the website where you can go and see all these wonderful products. You'll see the price. Amen. You'll be able to contact Mr. Cantane and the company and they will greatly, greatly, greatly. Amen. Send you whatever it is that you order. But if you really want to make an aggressive uh, an aggressive motion going forward, amen, to contact Kissimmee, the phone number, amen, for Mr. Cantane directly. You can speak to the owner of the company. Yes, you can. That number is 714-487-4241. Again, 714-487-4241. That's the number for Mr. Cantane, the CEO and owner of Kissimmee. Amen. His email address is can Charlie Alpha November Tang Tango Alpha November Golf 2015 at gmail.com. And for us who are who are more acclimated to the ABCs, amen. It's can C A N T A N G 2015 at gmail.com. Email him or call him directly with any questions. He is fully, fully, fully able to answer any questions that you may have about any of the products. Praise God. He's a duty expert for that. But we're thankful and grateful for this opportunity to share the word of God, to share the word of God. Uh, for my scripture, amen, uh, Genesis 8 and 22. We're thankful for uh, what, what God has been doing and is doing in our lives. We're thankful that <clears throat> even now in 2020 from 1956, we still hold true to Genesis 8 and 22. And matter of fact, to go and share a little bit about what we're looking forward to in 2020, amen. For now, as the earth remains, Genesis 8 and 22, our foundation scripture, and then from now until the earth remains, we're going to be Persistent in our prayer and constant in our faith. Again, persistent in our prayer and constant in our faith. And that's what we will be talking about today, being persistent in prayer and constant in our faith. So we've read Genesis 8 and 22, but now as the earth remains, there will be seed, time, and harvest. Praise God. And from 1 Samuel, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel um, verse 17, amen. First Samuel chapter uh, 17, I'm sorry, first Samuel, hallelujah. 
First chapter and 17th verse. verse. I'm really excited today because Jesus is real. Thank God to um, John P. Key for coming with us with that. So in first Samuel one and 17, Eli answered and said, go in peace and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. Praise God that thou hast asked of him. And those, that will be our scripture the, this day. Uh, text is coming from and what we'll be doing today is giving you and putting uh, this on a place where anybody who might view and want to ask or have the question, who is Greater Harvest and what is Greater Harvest doing and how can we do anything? We're also thankful and grateful that we have live people in the studio today, live people in the studio with us. And I'm not going to put them on the spot and ask them to do a shout out or anything, but I'm not in the studio alone today. So we're excited about that. I'm going to move forward, amen, with the testimony, and then I'm just going to pray, amen, a relevant testimony that speaks to what we're dealing with today, amen. There's a lot that we're dealing with, and you, there's from A to Z to 26 letters in the alphabet, and each alphabet has a whole aisle of things that can be associated with it. But I'm just so thankful, and I'm going to, excuse me, preference it like this today, like this today. Last week at some point, last amen, I believe it was last week, amen, Monday, not this Monday, week, but last week, Monday, Monday, amen, the Spirit of the Lord kind of quickened or touched. Uh, those of us who are familiar with God, amen, and his spirit, God's spirit will touch you and God's spirit will give you, in the book of John says, give you an unction, amen, to go and do something. And so when it's coming from on the inside of you, amen, that inside uh, consciousness, amen, which comes from the heart, amen. That's what I'm saying when I say the Spirit of God touch. The Spirit of God gives us an unction in our heart from the inside out, and He gives us uh, He gives us some information or some instructions, amen. And so the Spirit of God woke me up about four, and I began to pray, and then I further got the unction to get up and get dressed and go to church. Amen. So from uh, where we live, amen, drove into the church and got there for prayer. And the prayer warriors were coming in for prayer as faithful as they are. I truly thank God for the prayer warriors of Greater Harvest. Please keep on praying. God is answering our prayers. Amen. God hears our prayers and thank God for your prayers for me, Lady Belinda. Amen. And prayers for the church. Amen. And know that we pray with a global perspective. And we truly thank God for that. But as I pulled up to the church and got out of the car, I heard, praise God, a voice from over on the side. Pastor, pastor, good morning. Is that you? And I said, yes. And so I said, I'll be there as soon as I park my car, praise God. So I parked my vehicle and I walked back through the parking lot and walked outside and to the side there's an apartment complex and young man was sitting on the step a young man from walking around in the community when i'm there amen i recognized him and he just began to cry he just began to to weep amen a, a weep a conscious weep from 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 within and as he began to to weep praise god i just kind of held him and held on to him and he said pastor pastor thank you for coming today thank you for coming today and i said i said you're welcome and he said pastor i'm sitting here on the step and i was contemplating how i was going to take my life 
how I was going to take my life because I'm so hurt right now, so deeply damaged, and I just, I'm just fed up with life. He said, but pastor, uh, at the same token, I, I've been praying also. He said, so God sent you. And I said, yes, God sent me because I did feel the unction. Amen. And I was godly proud to be able to respond like that. And I said, well, do you have more to share? And he said, yes. I said, well, let's go inside and let's get out of the cold. So we went inside. The prayer warriors were were on it. They were at the altar praying. Amen. Me and the young man, we went and we sat in the back of the church and he began to share what was going on with him. And he began to pray and he said, Pastor, can can we just pray now and can can you just help me recommit a man to recommit my life? He said, I know Jesus and I know Jesus doesn't want me to, to take my life. And I know that the enemy has is trying to attack me and has been attacking me and I haven't done things right. And so we begin to pray and you can pray with me. If you're at that point right now, amen, just pray with me as we're moving forward. And we just said, Father, in the name of Jesus, forgive us, forgive me of my sins. Amen. Cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness. I don't know where you may be today. Create in me a clean heart, praise God, and renew the right spirit in me. Cleanse me, Father. Cleanse me. Forgive me of my sins. Amen. I believe in, in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe in his birth. I believe in his life. I believe in his death. I believe in his resurrection. And I believe that Jesus Christ is right now sitting at your right hand, Father, interceding for me right now, interceding for us right now. And if you're viewing this and if you're seeing this right now and you have any doubt, let's touch and agree. Amen. Let's touch and agree right now that Jesus is real. Let's touch and agree right now that he can hear you when you pray. And if you felt and if your mind your consciousness amen or the enemy has attacked you and have you to feel guilty because God does not make us feel guilty God only convicts us through the Holy Spirit conviction sets in if you feel convicted in your heart and you pray that prayer know that God will forgive us amen he will cleanse us praise God he said I will save you and I will place your sin or cast your sin into the sea of forgetfulness praise God as far as the east is from the west amen and I know we haven't preached the word yet but I feel that anyone may be convicted by God and his spirit at any time so that's why I'm taking this opportunity just to put it out there man so that this word that's getting ready to be preached it will fall on good ground on good soil Amen. So, Father, we thank you right now for your healing virtue. Father, we thank you right now for your cleansing virtue. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you, God, asking you to heal us, God, asking you to heal me, God, asking you to deliver us, God, asking you to deliver me, God, asking you to God to forgive me, forgive us. We can't say forgive us, heal us. 
enough. Father, there are seeds of bitterness that may have fell down in our hearts, oh God. And we're asking God to clean us up. We're asking God that you would forgive me. You would forgive us and have us to forgive others, God. Restore us, Father, in the name of Jesus. We can't ask you to forgive us unless we're willing to forgive others. So God, if there's any, any bitterness, any seeds of bitterness that is down in our hearts, God, please, God, in the name of Jesus, please shine the searchlight from heaven down in our souls, God. And if you find anything that's not like you, God, help deliver us, cleanse us, amen, from all evil in the name of Jesus. God, we're excited about this day. God, healing is available. Deliverance is available. Love is available. God, even the breaking and the destroying of yokes is available. God, you're available for each and every one of us today. And Father, we're thanking you. And God, as we go forward, as we go forward in your word today, we're asking you, Father, in the name of Jesus, to pour out your spirit on us. Allow the anointing to go forward in such a way, God, that demons tremble at the name of of Jesus. And we're calling on the name of Jesus. For there's no name under the sun where man could call on that they could be saved. So in the name of Jesus, save us, God. In the name of Jesus, cleanse us, God. In the name of Jesus, deliver us, God. In the name of Jesus, restore us, God. In the name of Jesus, refresh us, God. In the name of Jesus, continue, God, to strengthen us where we are weak. In the name of Jesus, the most powerful name where every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Help today, God. Help today, God. Help today, God. Help today, God. Help today. Help today. Help today. Help the young man. Help the young woman. Help our marriages, God. Help our young people, God. Give our young people, God. Give our young people, God. Inspire our young people, God. That they may not look to suicide, God. God, send someone to share a word, God. Send someone to give a healing comment, God. A smile, God. A handshake. A fist bump. An embrace, God. So that they can know that you are real today. And God, we know that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. And God, we know that there's power in the land. There's healing in the land. There's deliverance in the land because it's in the land because of you. We thank you for the preached word. We thank you for your word that's gone out, God. And when your word goes out, Father, we thank you that it does not return void, but it accomplishes that in which it was designed to do. We thank you for destiny, Father. We thank you for being predestined to become. And God, help us to understand that life is a part of the predestination. The life, the road that we walk, the, the things that we encounter, God, are things that would help us to mold us and shape us to be more like you. So we're excited today, God. We're excited today, God. Even though they're flat tires, God. We're excited today. Even though they're car 
accidents. We're excited today. Even though their plane crashes, even we're excited today. Our loved ones pass away. We're excited today that God, everything, the whole world is in the hollow of your hand. You've got the whole wide world in the hollow of your hand. You and me, the entire world is in the hollow of your hand, God. And we thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for loving us enough to send your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Jesus, for loving God enough to die on the cross. We thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood. And it's the blood of Jesus that we rebuke you, Satan. The blood of Jesus. Ha. Ah. The blood of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Rebuke you, Satan. Hallelujah. The thoughts of suicide. Rebuke you, Satan. All the abuses. Hallelujah. We rebuke you, Satan. The blood of Jesus over our land. The blood of Jesus over our marriages. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Over our children and our children's children. The blood of Jesus. At God, we be moved to eradicate homelessness. The blood of Jesus. As we move to eradicate sexual trafficking. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. On your demonic attack, Satan. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. And God, we know that you're able to do it. In Jesus' name, thank God and amen. Heal, deliver, save, sanctify, fill with your spirit, God. We move on to this great and mighty and wonderful and exciting day. Understanding that, God, you are able. God, you are able. As we continue to move a little bit, praise God, into our message for today. Again, thanking God for our sponsorship. We will give you that sponsorship information. But most of all, the greatest sponsorship that we have is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For if it had not been for the Lord on my side, huh, tell me where would I be? Where would I go? So we are thankful and grateful and knowing that you're able, God. You're able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above that we can ask or even think. Amen. There's a renew and there's a restoration. Amen. Taking place. Renew and restoration. I'm new and I'm restored. Amen. The steadfast love of the Lord never changes and his mercies never cease to end. They are new every morning. Hallelujah. New every morning. And great is the faithfulness of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So God has been faithful to us today because we woke up in the land of the living. We woke up renewed. We woke up refreshed. We woke up regenerated. Amen. That's if you went to sleep with the Lord on your mind. So pray before you go to sleep. Amen. Hallelujah. Have some praise music to fill the atmosphere and environment of your home. Praise God. So that the spirit of the Lord can give you peace and safe rest. Because if you can sleep, hallelujah, your natural sleep, amen, is very important. Because your natural sleep, amen, your mind, our minds sleep. 
but the spirit of God does not sleep nor slumber. So the spirit of God in us has an opportunity to commute. I'm sorry, not commute, but to communicate. Hallelujah. To communicate with the Holy Ghost. So what's happening is every time you go to sleep, amen, and peace, you know, the peace that that uh, uh, the peace that I'll get it in a minute. Uh, 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 God allows us to sleep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. And so when we are asleep in Christ Jesus, amen, the spirit of God has an opportunity to commune with our spirit. And thus, when it's time to get up, when he unctions or touches us with that finger of love, because it's not the alarm clock, it's the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost that have touched us and woke us up, amen. There should have been a revival, amen, a renewing. So as we begin to look now, my time is fleeting away. I'm really excited about being with you today, really excited about you uh, being here with us and the opportunity to share God's word. So here we are, 2020. Here we are in 2020 through seed time and harvest. We are in we through seed time and harvest. Praise God. We're going to be persistent in prayer and constant in our faith. We're going to be persistent in prayer and constant in our faith. Taken from first Samuel chapter one and verse 17 and said, then Eli answered and said, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou asked of him. In other words, God answers prayer. God answers prayer. So this week, God presents to us a grand thesis on prayer. A burdened woman's prayer brings it to our attention and our four hour serious consideration. Right from the top, this barren woman's serious plea before God powerfully demonstrates prayer and powerfully demonstrates what prayer does. First of all, it's a source of comfort. Amen. Did you ever look at prayer as being a source of comfort? Well, let me invite you to that. Because when you began to pray, when you began to talk to God, when you began to communicate with what is going on on the inside of you, amen, it's an opportunity for the Spirit of God to comfort as you are operating by faith, being persistent in your prayer, amen. And being persistent in your prayer puts you in a place where your faith is constant. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. So, when we begin to look, we can see that right from the opening words of the scripture, that it is very much worth remembering. Amen. That prayer is a source of comfort when it's offered in faith, when prayer is offered in faith, when prayer is offered in sincerity, we can vouch. That's it. We can vouch for that brief description of prayer by simply noticing the words of Eli. So after he finally understood the emotional state, amen, and the passion that was in the prayer of the barren wife who prayed for a son, amen. When Eli finally correctly understood the passion of the woman, the sincerity of her heart, and the purity of her motives, amen. These three words, he then spoke to her and announced the comfort, amen, and the constellation, praise God, that most desperately was needed, hallelujah. There, 
So those three words go in peace. Amen. The implication here is that when prayer has been prayed, a certain peace should follow. Amen. A certain peace shall follow when you con when you re begin to pray. Amen. In that secret place. Amen. In the closet. Amen. When we begin to pray. Amen. Comfort should follow. Um, a certain comfort should follow. Be the trailer. Amen. For the prayer. Yes. Notice the word here. I can carefully select to share. Prayed and prayer. This is not play on words. It is in fact an action. That prayer is an act or action, a petition that must be prayed. Yes, prayed. Prayer must be prayed. It must be spoken out. And I'm not trying to put God or the Holy Ghost in a box that it has to come a certain way. But the prayer starts in your heart. You know, by our hearts are, are, are contemplating or our hearts are are or 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 are talking amen and it starts in our heart because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks so we can begin to hear god in our heart and then because god is in our hearts amen by faith it comes to our mouth amen and when it comes to our mouth we begin to speak praise god and life and death lies in the tongue so a prayer must be prayed hallelujah a prayer must be prayed hallelujah and the woman of god continued to come to the temple and she began to pray praise god she began to speak praise god what was in her heart hallelujah it was not uncommon in it's not uncommon in our day and time to uh, empty religiosity, amen, um, soft entertainment, and fake spirituality for people to now fake prayer. It's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. And fake prayer is a prayer that doesn't make it to the ceiling. Boom. It falls right back down. And we experienced that at one time or another, where we knew that the prayer that we prayed didn't go anywhere. And when we begin to do that, um, uh, talented persons are adapt at singing, amen, singing prayers or simply reciting prayer in a purely academic and impersonal manner. So when those academic prayers come forward, you know, like the scripture says, as the Sadducees, they would walk through, amen, dressed up in their apparel, praise God, and they would be reading and, uh, and, and reciting, amen, saying, look at us, look on us. That's what we're saying. That prideful, Pharisaic type attitude. Prayers like that, hallelujah, they go and they come back down. They don't go up. But when we look at prayer, and when you look at prayer is a heart formulated desire or a sincere desire formed in the heart and presented to God as a request or a plea. I'm not begging. It's a confident request or a plea. Praise God, where we can boldly go before the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It is a personal appeal to a personal God. Hallelujah. To respond to a personal need. I'm, I'll help me, God. Let me say that again. It's a personal appeal to a personal God to respond to a personal need. So a personal appeal. Hallelujah. To a personal 
God. And we're looking for a personal need. Hallelujah. A request or desire. Prayer is a person to person appeal from a human being to God, our father, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, that God. The God who sits high and looks low. That God. The God who created the entire universe. We're talking about the God who said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness slightly below the angels. We're talking about that God. Prayer is directed communication between a human being and God. Prayer is primed in the spiritual heart. Thank you, Jesus. The prime of prayer is in our spiritual heart and empowered by faith. Empowered by faith. So persistent in our prayer. Amen. Mandates. Hallelujah. Constance in our faith. It is far beyond intellectual Ascent and more effectual than wishful thinking. Thank you, Jesus. Pretty well placed words or vain repetition. And praying, hallelujah, is the formal act of presenting your petition or request before God, hallelujah, with purposefulness, knowing that God is hearing you when you pray. Purposefulness. Faith, sincerity, all accompanied by the right motives. Somebody say the right motives, the right motives. As you can see from the scripture, Hannah's prayer most definitely was prompted by an honorable motive, an honorable motive. She was painfully passionate about being a mother, painfully passionate about being a mother. Why? Because as a woman whose wound was shut, the agony of being barren and the stigma of being unfruitful was more than she could bear. Not being able to be a mother by maternal birth was regarded as a curse. Amen. A curse and a cruel thing, praise God. I thank God for people being with me in the sanctuary. Amen. And believe in God for him to do all those things. So, uh, a cruel curse from God. It was regarded as a curse when a wound, when the woman's wound in those days were barren. A cruel curse of God to most women of those days. Barrenness was shameful. It was a shameful thing. It was uh, for feeling less than or feeling incomplete and shut out from the natural material calling. And perhaps the most crushing blow to a woman's self-esteem, amen. A crushing blow to a woman's personal value and human dignity in those days. A barren woman, amen, felt useless, praise God. Felt deformed, praise God. And estranged from the love of a man, her husband. So you see, Hannah had arrived at the psychological place of desperation. Amen. And that's what prayer is. Just, uh, just connecting with Hannah. A psychological place of desperation where a personal prayer has prayed to a personal God. So her desire to have a child of her own from her own womb had consumed her. She wanted to realize in her own life that, mater that uh, uh, material fulfillment of her gender and her role as a wife. Yet, since her estimation, it was God who shut up her womb. It was almost natural for her to appeal to God. 
the one who could lift the curse of barrenness. She purposely appealed to God to override the decision to close up her womb and to reverse it from being a permanent state of affliction. That, by the way, is what prayer is, a personal appeal. Prayer is a personal appeal. Thank you. A personal appeal to God. It's a spiritual appeal generated from the heart. Choked, hallelujah, cloaked in holy emotion. Cloaked in holy emotion. Thank you. Fueled and empowered by faith. Prayer, a spiritual appeal generated from the heart. Cloaked in holy emotion. Fueled and empowered by faith. That's why persistence in prayer and constant in faith is what we're looking for at the Greater Harvest Church in 2020. Come on and gather us where we can begin to be persistent in our prayer, constant, hallelujah, in our faith. Hannah prayed from the heart. Her soul was invested in it. Her passion was sown into it. In fact, her passionate desire was her prayer. Yes, saints of the Most High God, your passionate desire, amen, being communicated to the only wise and true God, amen, moves, amen, from prayer to actually praying, amen, action, praise God. Her passionate desire was her prayer. And that is what God saw. That's what God heard. And that's what God felt. It felt like to him an appeal. There was something else that caused God to take notice of Hannah's prayer. Uh, when we begin to, to feature that particular clause later, we'll begin to look at it. But now, just know that our prayer offered and provided God personal, amen, motivation for affirming her prayer and meeting her request. Hannah prayed a prayer that became personal to God. And God cannot deny a prayer that is personal to him. God cannot, uh, cannot deny a prayer that's personal to him. Hallelujah. The fact that Hannah prayed a private prayer that was personal to God reminds us to emulate that pattern of personal private prayer in which God himself finds personal glory. Yes, right. Personal private prayer where God himself finds personal private glory in it. It reminds us to pray the kind of prayer in which God resides, res regards an, as an investment in him. When we, uh, when we invest in prayer such as that, it is, it is a prayer, hallelujah, that's an investment to the kingdom of God. You know, when we say, thy will be done, thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. What we're actually saying is God manifest heaven right here on earth and use me, use you, use us, God, to manifest that. This pattern of Hannah's prayer creates a spiritual scenario in which our prayer uh, features not only what we can get out of prayer, but also what's in it for God. For God to be effective, the prayer must be beneficial to God. For God to be effective in our prayers, the prayers must be beneficial to God, adding to the kingdom. Amen. Adding to the kingdom. God must be able to get something out of 
our prayer, even if it's just glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. That's a good place to give God some praise. Glory and honor and praise. But Hannah wants, but Hannah wants to do better than that. She wants God to order her womb to produce a child that she can give back to him. Hannah would not mind a female child, but this case, she prayed a prayer that would be attractive to God. And that's it, the prayer for a male child. Hallelujah, a male son for her womb that she would give back to God. Hannah's deepest and most sincere desire was for God to remove, hallelujah, the distressing social and psychological stim, uh, stigma of barrenness, hallelujah. And if he were going to grant that prayerful desire, Hannah would in turn reward God with a male child that would bring glory to him. So in Eli's words to Hannah in the verse, what Hannah wanted was a tall order that only God could fulfill. This request of hers required great faith that would be unshakable, hallelujah, and unmovable, praise God. This request had to be prayed. It couldn't just be talked about. It couldn't just be desired. It couldn't be merely thought about. It couldn't be sung. This prayer had to be prayed. Saints of the Most High God, you just can't think about it, amen. You just can't sing about it, praise God. You have to have a determination and a desire and a faith, amen, that's going to confidently come boldly to the throne of God, but humbly praying and asking God to do something in your life that's going to bring glory to God and add increase in the kingdom. Think to the most high God in a time such as this, where the young man was praying and about to take his life, Saints of the Most High God, we've got to pray a prayer that's going to be a prayer that's moving me from a place of sitting and a place of doing. Praise God. Body of Christ, we need to move forward in God. Eli was convinced now that he is powerless to help Hannah in the way that she needed help. God can only do what Hannah needed to be done. Only God could answer the prayer. Amen. Only God could do what Hannah needed to do. And God wanted to answer. Amen. Uh, she waited. The answer to be simply, uh, Eli, I'm sorry, Eli, praise God, recommended that she simply tell God and may God respond with his confirmed answer to her prayer. So verse 17 presents to us Amen. To traverse, it prevents, presents to us the powerful solution to seemingly, hallelujah, resolve the circumstances. Just tell God about it. So in the face, in the face of insurmountable odds, tell God about it. In the volume of great distress, just tell God about it. Hallelujah. In the fall or in the clutch of a circumstance, just tell God about it. In the darkness where things are dark, where even a little light is elusive, just tell God about it. In the better gall of life, when you're getting ready to see things, let's experience some things by telling God about it. In the direction 
or in the decision of life and death situations. Just tell God about it. In the times of fear, in the times of discomfort, just tell God about it. In the times of unseemingly and unbearable weights uh, where the burdens are heavy, just begin to tell God about it. When we seem to be overcome by the waves and the cares of this world, tell God about it. When facing high mountains that seemingly cannot be walked and too hard to climb, too high to even think about, just tell God about it. When we're standing on the shores of uh, proverbial seas and when we begin to look out, hallelujah, as those waves are coming in and going out, and spiritually, we're confronted by things that are happening, traversing back and forward in our world. We got to tell God about it. And when the fiery darts of our enemies come and they begin to assail us and we begin to be hurt and afflicted by the darts of the enemy, tell God about it. If you need to tell somebody what's troubling your soul and your spirit, Tell God about it. If your life, in your life, if you need a miracle, tell God about it. Remember, one child in the family would always have something to say. I was that child. I'd say, uh, I'm going to tell mama about it. Well, persistent in prayer and constant in faith means that we're going to be praying. And praying is telling God about it. Uh, we have tattletales, or uh, in another sense, we have those that squeal, amen. We have whistleblowers. Uh, we have those different types of things that are going on. Uh, I forgot the prison term. It, 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 it fails me right now. But you know, when you tell it, uh-huh, you're marked with that, praise God. But in all other instances, if we would just begin to develop a habit of just telling God about things. You see, praying is telling God about it. Prayer is telling God. Praying about a person or praying is telling God. When we cannot tell anyone else about something, we can tell God about it. I know there is some embarrassing things. And I know that there's some things that we're ashamed of. And I know there's some things that we'll take to our grave. But I want to tell you, saints of the Most High God, if you want to have your life uh, in a place where God can use you, you got to tell God everything. The scripture says that we stand naked before him. And when we begin to trust God enough to share, amen, the things in our heart, God will begin to do some things for us. That is what Hannah did. She told God what was troubling her. She wanted to tell Eli, but at first he misunderstood her emotional upset and her distraught behavior. Hannah, a woman of, of, of jury and a woman that was childless, she was infertile and what the people back then called barren, perhaps because of her barren state, her husband, Echoliah, had at least two wives, one child. I mean, one wife was Hannah, praise God, but she was the barren one. The other wife was uh, Peniah, 
and Paniah, who bore children for Echaniah. For <clears throat> this situation vexed Hannah to no end. And Hannah, as a natural woman, she grew intolerable with the, the insults and with the constant embarrassment from Paniah. And Paniah deliberately threw at Hannah again and again and again. Paniah made it her business to constantly taunt Hannah over and over again. That's taunt, amen. That's taunt her. That's jab at her in her barren state. She rubbed it in Hannah's face almost daily, amen, vexing her with the idea that her husband didn't love her because she could not bear children. Paniah was mean to Hannah, but Hannah told God about it. She prayed. Saints and the Most High God, prayer was Hannah's source of personal strength and self-discipline, especially in dealing with the constant insults of her, of her, of Paniah that was constantly insulting her, praise God. Hannah could have uh, probably handled it another way, but she didn't do insult for insult. Hannah was driven to take a place in prayer. This is a special way that teaches us that sometimes drastic and intolerable conditions, amen, have a way of driving us to prayer. In this life, sometimes it takes seriously, it takes serious and unfortunate conditions to bring us to God or to Christ. And I'm going to pause right here. If you are in a place where life is just unbearable, if you're in that place where things are beginning to make you feel like you just can't make it, then that's a time to seriously look and, cons and seriously consider God and consider just talking to God in the name of Jesus, asking God to forgive us, forgive you of your sins, forgive us of our sins and cleanse me from all of my unrighteousness and create with me in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit. God wants to save you now. He wants to touch you now. Once you've asked God to forgive you of your sins, amen, you have a door, amen, that you can go in. Hallelujah. You can't go over. You can't go under. You must come in at the door. You can't go around. You must come in at the door. And Jesus is real. So persistent in prayer and constant in faith will bring you to a place where you can begin to pray a personal prayer to a personal God that will meet your personal desire. It's out of the abundance of the heart that the mouth will speak. So give your life to Christ today and understand that Jesus is the answer and Jesus is the only way. And we thank you for being God all by yourself. God, we thank you today for this opportunity. And we thank you today for our host. We thank you today for everything because God, you hosted us today. And we thank God for your word going out into the kingdom. And we also thank God for the company Kissimmee. K-I-S-I-M-E, kissimmee.com, which sponsors us, amen, and pays the bills. So we're excited for God being God all by himself and using this wonderful company and this great man to allow us, the Greater Harvest Church of God in Christ, located at 1144 Olive, to come to you and visit you today. God bless you, 
and we're excited about seeing you come through our doors and visiting with us. The Lord love you. The Lord keep you. Heaven smile on you. And today, you are a walking, talking, speaking miracle. In Jesus' name, amen.